0: Flam, Tim, Flam, Ryan. <laughs> Hi, hello. hello, good morning to you. Good morning, and hello to everyone across time and space who may be listening. <laughs> hello and welcome to episode fifty-four mm. of Dismembering Horror, the podcast show where, well, myself Ryan McDuffie and myself Tim Aslin. We dismember a horror film every week, every Thursday. In fact, and what does it mean to him to dismember a horror film? We watch a horror film, and then we talk about
1: said horror film in three distinct ways: one, what worked; two, what did not work;
0: three,
1: things that were interesting or noteworthy. That's
0: it. The end, and we do uh, <laughs> we do our unique rating system at the beginning. Oh we yeah, do, we haven't talked about that in a while. Huh? <laughs> we do our uh, we do our summary, which is to see what the heck we made of this film, <clears throat> and we hope that you've watched the film mm. and can join us in the spirit of what was sort of the inception for this podcast, which is capturing the spirit and fun of yeah, you watch a horror film with a buddy. And then you get to you get to talk about it all. You get to break it down. Because it's horror, it's always fun to do, no matter what. And if you don't have a buddy immediately there, you got us. Oh, we're <laughs> here for you. And even if you uh, haven't watched the film and still get something out of it, then great, we welcome you too. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I guess that would work.
1: I, I think I've listened to stuff where I haven't seen what they're, you know, the film they're talking about, it's
0: fine. Yeah, I've talked to a couple listeners who do that. They enjoy it because they don't (laughs) like horror movies. They don't like watching horror movies, but they're fascinated by, like, the stories or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, as long as they aren't missing out on, you know, something they never see anyways. And speaking of which, what did we watch this week, Tim? Uh, An Italian?
1: Is it Italian? Yeah, an Italian terror film. That's what I call it. Uh Uh-huh. It's called the Beyond. Yes, but what did we watch him? That uh, your guess is as good as mine on this one. <laughs>
0: Great, we're gonna have a fun
1: adventure. <laughs> there was a lot of me asking that question. <laughs> me like, too. What the
0: fuck is going on? Well, you were supposed to tell me because I was wondering too. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's try to figure it out best we can together. And jump in and watch the trailer yeah sure all right here it is for an <laughs> indeed italian film tim <laughs> the beyond you are liza aren't you yes my name is emily i've been looking for you from and hurry leave this place wow wow that was a three and a half minute trailer which you only heard a partial amount of but yeah yeah if you uh, don't want to
1: watch this movie just watch that trailer you that know. was actually basically like basically get the whole movie
0: yeah it was a complete summary of the movie and i'd say also good summation of the film in that you'd think you'd understand what it was about by the end of the three and a half minute trailer, but you don't. I mean, I thought I'd understand what it was about after 90 minutes of it. And I didn't. That's my point. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah. Same result. Yep. All right. Well, there was the trailer. So now onto our rating. Yep. (laughs) Let's, let's recap our rating system here. Okay. Highest to
1: lowest praise. Would you buy it for yourself? Ourselves. Would you rent it for ourselves? Would you just stream it for ourselves? (laughs) Would we just... (laughs) (laughs) Or would we just avoid it for ourselves?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I would not pay money for this.
0: But I'd stream it. Me too. I'd stream it. I wanted... I mean, all its pluses were pretty plussy. Yeah. As far as the gore moments and yeah. some things we'll get into. That made me just want to give it a rent it. Because I always try to like... Something about these Giallo, Giallo films, though. I don't know, man. It's it missed more than hit for me. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say. I agree. Um. I and, mean, it's ch- they're super
1: charming in that aspect of like just ridiculous and I I appreciate that but I just
0: you gotta have other stuff
1: yeah like there's got to be th- some threads that are worthwhile yeah and a lot of them they just feel they just feel like arbitrary
0: uh, sequences right that was the thing it's not like they it's like you could have all these great standout gore scenes and kind of setting da-da-da and just have everything else. Kind of more on like the level of a hammer for a film where it can be like slow, but it's never really like bad. It, it's There's something right. always cool about it, but this I'd say it's actually there's stuff detracting for me yeah. versus it's just being. That's, yeah. that's the difference for me.
1: There's certainly a line between... You know, st- plotting story that just sort of meanders and no story that slogs and meanders. Yeah. And like no amount of fun,
0: fun eyeballs getting well, fucked with. For me, it was as if like we kept getting teased with story. Yeah. I mean, you want it. So, and it just was never there. Yeah. Because I'm okay with uh, nonsense, goal meandering, how do we get here, you know, in theory. But it was just that it kept presenting this other movie that wasn't (laughs) there, at least. I mean, hey, again, this is our just subjective viewing of it. But I was wanting something else I wasn't getting when watching this. Yeah.
1: Well, let's let's summarize that for a little
0: more context. So...
1: (laughs) The story is Liza buys a hotel that's a rundown hotel from uh, in New Orleans. And she's fixing it up. And in doing so, she has, you know, various workers come by to work on
0: it. And we know it's got some shady history because we saw about forty years, fifty years, sixty Six, years, sixty, I think, 60 yeah. years prior. That some people threw, what was it An like, hot plaster? <laughs> yeah. On someone, they and cr- that they were they going on f- about demons or hell or something like that. Yeah, they kind of, f- they hate art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some bad, so, so some sordid, uh, yeah. hellish history to this place. And then because of, you know,
1: like trying to in, figure out what the why the basement is flooded and whatever they they discover or open i guess the gateway to
0: whatever well beyond starts in this modern time with uh the painter seeing a beyond person and what a beyond person is is a person with the whited out eyes i don't know what else to call them because we have right because we also have zombies yeah we sure do Yeah, right.
1: the the ex not the not the artist painter, but the like house painter. Right. So there's a house painter. He dies because he sees a woman with these
0: whited out eyes. And then so we have um, this main woman, Liza. Yeah. And her buddy that she makes, Doctor John McCabe. Mm Hmm. Her and him kind of are pseudo solving this mystery. Yeah, but I mean, kind of it's really along. just him telling her to shut up and her being like, I'm not crazy. Right. And then, like, <clears throat> she goes and makes friends with another beyonded woman who seems like she's a good guy and exists on her own in her own scenes, yet also doesn't exist to Dr. John. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, and then so they go around and they and don't it, really get anywhere. It's a series of everybody we've met meeting their demise through kind of ways that never are you never get what like right what the beyond's uh function is or like
1: it's certainly connected to the artist who is who is murdered there so there's sort of he seems like the driving okay. force and the other animated or reanimated sort of corpses that he – initial initially he kills the, the painter – or no, sorry. He kills the plumber, and the plumber comes back to life and kills the housekeeper. And so then, there's sort of domino effect of yeah. like one – like he, the, the artist kills one person, and then that person comes back to life and kills another person, and then that person then comes they back to of life. And then they're all just up. a group of –
0: dead right then then they end up at a hospital filled with zombies not the beyond people that's right because somewhere along the line we
1: find out that in the book there's a book right like a book of the dead type book and somebody reads who reads from it at one point i remember the picture disappearing like the buddy the liza's buddy who who's in the library and gets Eaten by tarantulas. Oh yeah, I think he's the one who reads part of it. Anyway, um, and in that it says something to the effect of like, if you open this one of the seven gates of hell, which this hotel apparently is built on, that the dead will walk again. And so we've we've doubled up on the artist retribution revenge sort of zombie, and then also the gate of hell being opened. Maybe maybe the guy being the artist being killed is what opens the gate to hell.
0: <laughs> we're, we're reaching here. <laughs> okay, you're reaching here and you're losing me, which is I, I know. think a good summary of the film itself. Mm-hmm. Now let's just hope we uh can elucidate even yeah. more once we get into it here.
1: Yeah, because they, then they're what else they're, happens? they're Nothing in a hospital. They,
0: they he stupidly shoots a bunch of zombies not in the head, Right. and then they <laughs> end up magically in oh, right, back they, in the basement, that's right. and then they end up in hell. There, the end. Yep. And the, well, the,
1: it, it, I guess is it hell or is it purgatory? It doesn't
0: really. I don't know. It doesn't really distinguish, but it's. I mean, the whole movie, they're like. They're like, oh, this is the, the gate to hell, the gate to hell, the gate to hell. Right. And then the voice that comes on at the end and says whatever. I felt like that meant like they have reached. Right. Yeah. Reached it. They've gone into the beyond. Well, let's talk about what worked for this okay. film for us. Should we? Yeah. All right. What worked? What, what worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? <laughs> it worked like a charm. Smith. What, what, worked,
1: what worked? for you? The dubbing was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I found it charming.
0: Yeah, you think know what now
1: that, now that we've done we've done a few of these, I kind of I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, it's distinct. Yeah. Um the music is
1: amazing. Well hold on.
0: As far as I, I still wanted to say something off of the uh dubbing. <laughs> oh, okay. I think related to enough to that that I had down. It's hard to say like put this under what worked for me, but it is a positive, which is why I put it here. But not just the dubbing, but the casting itself just absolutely tickles me. Yep. I wouldn't say it's good. Mm. I wouldn't say it's bad. Right. It's But it's closer to good in that it amuses me, it tickles me. Yeah. And it's something that's common in these Italian horror films where you get... I think what it is is it's like you have the Italian's view of Americans. Definitely. And they're often more... Kind of like frumpy or just left of center of a typical lead in some way, yeah. so it's just a lot more, more like, or like not an actor, right? Exactly, but yet they are actors. Right. So they they find these actors who are like <laughs> when we watched Martin and talked about oh all these lo- these locals that are just people he knew that he cast. Sure, it has that almost feel and effect to it. So so there's just something when you watch a new character pop up on screen, you're just kind of like oh well there oh. I don't don't know, you know, there
1: was a moment. Yeah. That I, I, (laughs) that sort of stuck out to me of like, it's two things. One, it's bad direction. It's like a, a, a director not being sort of more specific about, you know, telling their actors to, to, to stop putting on that. They're acting, I guess. Um, it's I mean, sort of this is I mean, it's subjective for me. I don't like this. So the when Joe, the plumber shows up and he walks into the house, he kind of he kind of strolls into the hallway, but he does this like actor thing, which is like he knows he's on camera and he like this. All he should do is walk into the house like a normal person would walk in the house and is not looking at themselves walking into a house yeah but actors often bad actors even good actors they they get in their head about the most simple mundane thing
0: which is you wonder if it's like when you have the italian director watching the performance is he just equating it to like oh he's american like john wayne and this is just what it is maybe it's gonna work
1: but you it's so overt to me, where I'm like, "Ugh, God, that guy is. He's doing walking into a house. Yeah, and I'm like, just walk into the house. Dude. Like, right. you don't need to kind of pause and like look
0: around and like reach out and touch something on a but table. Something you know what I mean? Extra it's just going like, on too, fuck? where it's not just the because again, you could have someone who has that uh that star appeal or feels like they're an actor as we're used to them <laughs> yeah but no it's also just like it's this dude it's just this dude doing that joe the plumber who's <laughs> played by joe the plumber yeah um but that's all to say that there's
1: that vibe is it's in and of itself its own kind of thing or mm-hmm. it's like like when tarantino does a grindhouse you know homage to this yeah he does that. Like he makes the sound a little bit off and he has the actors do things that are kind of like complements the the dubbing. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it almost, I mean, I think it is part of the charm of these movies is that that that's the baseline. Yeah. And I, and I like, it actually makes me feel good where I'm just sort of, I know I kind of shit on, on the moment, but it it does make me kind of giggle because I'm like, Oh, that's this thing. Exactly. (laughs) tickles me yeah all right what were you gonna say about the music it's dude i mean kind of the same thing it it's so dumbly bad but amazing right like it it's is, going for it yeah it is to me i'm like this is the cliche of like 70s porn <laughs> music but <gasps> 70s porn music probably was taking a cue from this type of stuff yeah but it's like Funky bass and just weird synthy kind of like maybe not even synth. Yeah, I guess it's synth- it's just over the top in the best way everything's like
0: bah, bah,
1: bah, bah, with a bassline and yeah. like a fucking backbeat. I, it's just like, it's great. Like when some so of the, cool.
0: when some of the key, like core sequences kicked in that were more of a, a sequence than a moment. And like the music would kick in after a few yeah. beats and we'd be like, here we go. All yeah. right. Now we're in
1: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. It's so it's so uniquely like in this pocket of time. Mhm. Mhm. I like it it actually helps me get through the movie.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, whoa, here we go again. It's making you feel it. something. Yep. Yeah. Um I thought the uh well, uh, maybe I'll just put this in a book way. I thought the prologue and the ending were good. Mm. Yeah. They've got style. The prologue was, it was cool. It was like a sepia tone. It put me right into that, like, oh, awesome. Like, 1927 Louisiana, Mm -hmm. old dark house. I'll say this word a few times in it, but the the biggest tease for me in this, but sorry, this isn't what worked, was the Lovecraftian vibe Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, And then you had that cool, uh, where it's just like, just enough of a mystery to kind of go off of is set up at the beginning of like... What does he scream? You ungodly warlock. Yeah. And then throws the weird hot stuff on him. Yeah. Turns him into a, you know, preserves him there or whatever. Um, but then we get a little mysteries of the house. I don't know. It was fun. It brought you into the style of how the movie shot, uh, you know, with um pretty as a neat kineticism to it.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then
0: um set and setting throughout, I yeah. found quite pleasing and eerie and. Oh my god, like, yeah, if we're talking about settings, the, uh, well, yeah, Louisiana, the main setting of the old hotel, and then my favorite, which was just kind of indicative of everything I loved, was the, um, the basement. Basement is so cool. Right? And the scene that really paid off, like, made me love it and sort of paid off for it, worked the best for it, the basement setting, was when Joe is first exploring it. Yeah. And it's like... This was again, this is kind of like what I, more of what I wanted from the film was, um, that that uncovering a mystery kind of thing with them where so Joe the plumber he goes down and this place is dripping and wet everywhere. It's so flooded too. It's like and it's huge. Yeah. And so he and it's huge because he he hammers away at where the leak is and then that leads to a whole nother section. Yeah. Where you're just like, whoa, how and then that's when you get the feel of like, okay, I'm on an adventure here. We're gonna uncover some mystery. And then he finds another, even older, muckier wall, right. and just that felt like this old, ancient, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Think, those things, things behind wall. walls is amazing, right? So to have the double wall, yeah, like I loved that so much, and then to have the hand come out and kill <laughs> him right there. <laughs> yeah. So it, well, and dude, that
1: kill the the kind of claw finger going into the the nose side of the eye and just like pu- pushing the
0: eye out is so good. Well, let's, let's do the kills here because okay. that's largely what worked. I yes, think. So that I, was that first think, one. Yeah. That was the first big one that really had us sit up in our seats. I think was yeah, definitely the zombie or no, it was like, okay. So I said, we have the zombies and the beyonded, but we have a third creature, which are the muck zombies. Cause you have the ones that are like more decomposed and yeah, like they were covered definitely. in the muck or whatever. So
1: I feel like that. Yeah, it wasn't exactly clear, but I think that the that that's just the artist.
0: Yeah. Who's okay. Been down there, it's the
1: same one. Bec- yeah, he he shows up a few different ways, so it, it's a little confusing. But <laughs> the first, I think that's him. The first time, that's like Joe has effectively pulled down the wall that that guy was encased in yeah and then so he gets that kill and then but then a, f- a little bit later Martha is it Martha yeah Martha is down there and she finds Joe's body in the water but also this other the artist's body that is the most decomposed because it's been like in water I guess and covered in the plaster stuff so I think he's the only one that is that thing, like the the I agree mask, that makes sense. The sort of mask of of the what did you call it? Plaster, like yeah, the, that that and and like muck muck yeah <laughs> that's the yeah muck somebody. monster. So I think he's the only technically the only muck monster, but he keeps showing up in different places. So it's like is
0: he a, is he? Well, we know from the ending that they can't just that just random transportation. That's right in yeah. this world. I love okay. that, and though as far as that specific muck zombie that was cool yeah as a monster he's yeah all right so how about the other kills so god who's next well i mean not even in order just uh, uh well let's just get the the, the big the one
1: library spiders is one of my favorites
0: that is that made this <laughs> film tim
1: why it makes there, this is the thing there's nothing
0: to there's no reason it's so arbitrary well, That's why when you said and it and it's earlier just hilarious. all the kills were sort of Based around something to do with this artist, I'm like, did he have a painting of spiders or something? Like, yeah, no, definitely not. You're right. It, okay, so it's a
1: it's a very thin thread. So of we got
0: this 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 buddy who's looking for clues or whatever at the library falls down. Then from underneath the library stacks come equal amount real tarantulas <laughs> and fake tarantulas. <laughs> Just, like, if you have the real ones, I don't, like, use the fake <laughs> ones for the close-ups, but, like, yeah. it was kind of odd, the, yeah. the, the mixture.
1: There's the real one in the foreground, and then, like, three fake ones that are just sort of stationary,
0: but, like, being puppeted to, to No, but you had more go, than just the one real brr, one in the foreground. You That's had, true, I felt, yeah, like, there's a few. Yeah, enough where it felt like you could just have them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, the spiders come out of nowhere. The music we love kicks in. Why does he fall off the ladder? Do you remember? He looks, no. he's like, pulls a
1: book yeah. and, then, and then a flash of light happens or something so and he know. just falls off the ladder. And
0: Well, so he becomes, um uh what's the word? When you like, can't move, paralyzed, paralyzed. <laughs> from the fall, presumably. I guess so, yeah. And then the spiders know that's their cue. That's right. And they come out from under and the they're, shelf. and they they eat his uh prosthetic <laughs> lips and eyes and out tongue. and tongue <laughs> but you just see like the close-ups of these big old spider teeth just lunging at it and the blood so coming good. out is incredible. Yeah. Um there's also
1: Joe's wife mm-hmm. who gets acided. Oh yeah. In the morgue. That the little girl witnesses. Yeah. Um it's good-looking. Uh, droopy acid. It's weird because she screams at something, but we don't see what. And then the the daughter comes running in, and the mom is is already on the ground, and acid is tipped over and from a shelf mm-hmm. and falling on her. But we again, th- like, why, no, why acid death? Why was yeah, she right there? There's there's nothing to suggest why that's the way it goes, but yeah. that's the way it went. But I love the. You know, the effect of it's just It's similar to when the artist gets the the plaster on him. He it sort of melts hot, him away. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hot. So they that all of that sp- practical effect stuff of like how limbs and eyes and skin and you know whatever.
0: It, it's a well. It's now good. we had another ocular base death too, which was there's when, at least one other right. Yeah, there's it's a when Martha is Martha's death, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where the one zombie yes. comes back, or I think well, it's jo- the muck zombie. No, jo- it's Joe jo- zombie.
1: Yeah, she. Oh, she. she, uh, she goes in and and the. Um, I guess it's a bathtub. Yeah, and yeah. The bathtub comes is up, but it was great because it I was mean, a nail that's...
0: sticking out of the wall, but the um, the, the flat of, end, the head of the nail. And yeah. she gets her back of her head shoved through that. So then the flat end of the nail pokes her eye out. But it's, the eye is, like, stuck to the
1: end of it. Yeah. It's so good. Incredible. I mean, to be honest, I think the scariest moment of this whole movie is when Martha reaches into the the tub and pulls out that clump of hair from the drain. Yeah, Tim oh. was
0: like, you couldn't pay me to do that.
1: Oh, gross, dude. <gasps> I Just wet hair hair that's not attached and like, to somebody. use
0: a glove, right?
1: <laughs> she just rolls her sleeve up. Yeah. Oh god, that is my fucking personal nightmare. Um I'll take the fucking nail to the eyeball <laughs> before I reach in a disgusting drain
0: and pull out a clump of hair. You sure about that? Eh. <laughs> the other uh, favorite um it's close. my other favorite death that I at least remember right now was when the dog attacks her. So you have <laughs> yeah. the the good beyonded person. I don't I don't know if there's good or bad people who are and when I say beyonded, yeah. I mean like they have the the whited out eyes. Right. Emily. Emily. Is her name, yeah. So you have Emily 6 the dog on an attacking zombie, right? All of all of the the dead that we've witnessed appear in her house. Okay, so then she including the artist and then after the dog saves her, the dog then turns around and attacks her for some reason. <laughs> well there's the whole thing of her not even really
1: necessarily existing and like she's she's there
0: enough to get killed by a dog. yeah was the dog part of her unreality too? Yeah because they were always confusing. together.
1: It's her dog I mean she's it's it's a here's the other thing it's a seeing eye dog <laughs> right specifically. But I, like, anyway, just talk about what worked and the deaths. The
0: um, too much it just, the, everything causes you to just have questions, right? <laughs> but anyway, the the dog going to her throat, like those oh, were good gory effects. little puppet dog head, and oh, kind, kind I love of it. like what you're talking about about the acting style and the casting, the effects themselves, like they aren't realistic, no, at all, because it's sort of like skin stretches. Yeah, you can yeah. see that it's just the that it's different from like it's different from you know the the Tom Savini Day of the Dead kind of effects or whatever yeah like this these the the, the stretchiness it's is unique it, about it, it it feels
1: yeah it feels like it's taking a cue from those but like going further more blood more blood yeah more stretchy more tearing more blood yeah I love the color of the blood in this though. Mm -hmm. Like there's a couple moments when it is, it is kind of that yellow red painty, but it's the, the consistency of it is not painty. Like, you know, like in the first experience and others like that, which I really appreciated. I was like, finally we're getting, we're getting into kind of more of a heightened realistic blood. Yeah. Which is fun. Um,
0: What happens? That's it, right? She just... Emily just gets chewed up by the dog and we never see her again. And then I think finally we're just on to our last two heroes, so to speak. Yeah. So what else worked for you? I mean... We talked about how it was shot. Yeah. It's
1: it's shot pretty... It's pretty sweet. It's cool. You know what it feels like? And, And I think rightly so. It feels... Well, I mean it literally is what people like Panos and and Tarantino
0: are assen- essentially referencing in their movies in a lot of ways yeah it's camera it's very specific shots it's not just okay here's our basic coverage Mm -hmm. it's like you have a good amount of mix up shots to sort of highlight the moments of their reaction the next line whatever it is uh sort of extreme rack focuses yeah i like that there's a lot of wide wide lenses and just how it's lit too i like it's a good in between of stylistic and realistic yeah
1: yeah all that's pretty yeah it's pretty fun and
0: engaging i thought yeah
1: you don't feel like what was the one that we watched that was um it had your your best friend the cop it took it's like in maine or or portland or something like that oh yeah buried, buried, dead, and buried. dead and buried yeah like that one sort of failed at having a visual style. Where this one, but the story was good. Exactly, where it's like this is feeling like the opposite of that. Where this, there is no story really. Yeah, but I mean, there is, but it's fucking whatever. And but the style and visual like
0: constructs are so good. Speaking of, I was just thinking of Dead and Buried, Tim, because speaking of which, I gotta be (laughs) well. There, yeah, the. Well, no. I was gonna be. I had to be an asshole here. That was the one other example of a kind of otherwise mediocre film like this with an awesome ending that you ruined for me while we were watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that was like, (laughs) like I I did not see this ending coming at all. I mean, I still loved it, but I could have been so much more into it. Of of dead and buried or this one. Both. That's why I say. That's why I was just thinking of dead and buried and this one.
1: This Why, one because
0: well, I because I was like they're gonna be in the painting you're like they're gonna be in the painting well <laughs> I I didn't see well and then there they were and I was like uh, yeah wow I'm so surprised now <laughs> would you have been surprised if I hadn't I said loved that? it like it was one of those things where I loved it in theory I did not see it coming at all wow. I would have been genuinely it could have saved the movie for me <laughs> Well, instead, I
1: dragged you back down into my own disgust for the movie.
0: (laughs) I know you know it, Tim. You don't have to tell me. I can't resist. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping after... I just have to express myself. I'm hoping after two times now... Unlikely. You hold your tongue. (laughs) Spider bites it. Mm. I'm sorry to be an asshole, but that does get to me. Yeah, well... We don't have to watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun to like, it's fun to like, for this kind of movie to rag on it throughout, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, it's just the saying what's going to happen. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Takes me out of it. If I had seen it before, I would hold my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just so engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What well, can I say? As I said earlier, the ending, like the prologue, did work for me. I'm like, okay, just keep the ending and the prologue as it is, and make another movie in between. And uh, apparently, right. uh, well, I mean, this is the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. No, it's a, it's what a spiritual trilogy about locations that are oh portals to hell. All right. Um, I love the look of the painting and
1: like how it comes yeah. to life. Yeah. That's fucking cool. And
0: it was great. It was just the kind of perfect lead up of I don't know, it was a payoff of the whole time you're like it's a, what does it mean? It's a gate to hell. Da, da, how exactly would they get there? Da, da, da. I don't <laughs> how know. How did they get there? Exactly. <laughs> it was a good visualization that you felt their sense of being trapped like you just walk anywhere in the fog and you're still here. Yeah. And having this the the guy be a character who's like, well, it's just not rational throughout Ugh. Yeah, and you built him up where it's like all of a sudden they're in the basement after of the house after being in the hospital. He's starting to lose it. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. And then it's just sort of a nice lead into the ending. It's itself.
1: impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, deal because it's happening. Yeah, man. Welcome to fucking life.
0: <laughs> um, already you talked about? Yeah, I loved the setting, like the oh, like the some the moments that again I felt like. Uh, were good standalone moments that sort of felt like a tease for the other movie I wanted, but the plans of the house disappearing, you know, when he gets to, mm-hmm. it's not the library, but it's like the old, it's like a city yeah, what, building what with what old, with the old architecture mm-hmm. books. Um, how like, oh, we're going to get some piece of the mystery here. Or he just discovered something interesting about the house and then it literally disappears. That was cool in itself. And then, like the old book again, whatever it was called, just sort of ah, yeah, the finding the old book and it's right. disappearing itself. That was all neat in itself.
1: Yeah, it's it's very loose little pieces of things that I'm like. If you worked a little bit more on connecting this together, you like, I could see of quite a good story in theory.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's a, was the tease. I feel like that's a good transition for what did not work but um the last little thing i had was just um aside from the gore just some other neat visuals i want to say Like, specifically the one I remember was when you have the beyond woman, what was her name? Emily. Mm -hmm. Like, we see her for the first time standing with her dog in this, like, freeway that looks really unique to the south, where it's a sort of an extended, like, single lane freeway that's very close on top of the water, and it's kind of all that's around. Mm -hmm. That felt like it had a really neat, dreamy aesthetic to it. I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird it doesn't seem like something
1: that should exist
0: mm-hmm <laughs> yeah and
1: yet <laughs> it definitely exists
0: uh, any you have anything else
1: um no just that the book is called ibon or ebon um it's you know the idea of it i think is the coolest thing yeah it's Necronomicon-y and you know it's it's I don't know if it's supposed to be sort of a spell book, but it reminds me very much of when I picked up the Necronomicon in Barnes & Noble and you you start flipping through and it's got all these runes in it and, you know, like this particular symbol that's in this movie repeatedly that...
0: Oh, yeah. You
1: know, like that—that that is scratching the surface of a bigger idea that I love. Ditto. You know, so
0: it was just cool. Yep could have been as an idea (laughs) well let's get into what did not work then okay it's not ready yet seems to work okay no something important's missing what
1: did not work
0: Yeah, like that book, it could it just felt like the perfect piece to what could have been a such much more like intriguing going further down the mystery and the depths of it all, like Lovecraftian. Well it actually set. you say that
1: it is apparently based on a Lovecraft something or
0: other. Cool. So I mean the name. So it's like hell, yeah, fuck yeah. Inexplicable dead undead. I think yeah it feels like if you
1: if you're going to use that in the beginning and sort of say this is cuz the i feel like the implication or maybe they literally say this but it's a little it's a little vague the implication is that the artist in the opening scene he had that book i think and that by reading it he, he, oh, he knew that the 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 gate to hell, their seventh gate to hell, or door,
0: to in, whatever. In the Wikipedia summary, it was it was put that he was either opening it or trying to close it. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Like, I'd like
1: to know which yeah. one it is, Yeah, you know, and then I'd like to that. know,
0: I'd like to know that I'm supposed to know which one it is, or Right. I'd like to know that it's a mystery. Yeah, exactly. So if that
1: had been a little clearer at, at the onset, then that opening scene sort of makes more sense. And then however you construct the reason why his corpse
0: is coming back matters. And like, so it was cool, like, the idea of the corpses coming back, I think were a neat to sort of way to sort of give them something to avoid and fight. Mm-hmm. Again, But like, it shouldn't have been as much as it was. Like, it became this weird, like, for the big end finale set piece was them in this hospital, Mm -hmm. which was like a weird-looking modern 80s hospital, not fun at all for this kind of location. And then it was just this dude like poorly shooting these shuffling zombies that were really no threat. I mean, that may be the the worst part of this whole movie. Right, which was like, that was our big ending. Like, why not have it be, I don't know, what something that's more the promise of the premise for this kind of Definitely. Like, I want to see, I want to see the fucking portal yeah I
1: get further back in the basement yeah have like if here's the thing like let's just say that they let's say that the zombie the zombie shit is fine like it's connected to the book and the book's open so the 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 logic is you read the passage it's evil dead right you read the passages of the book that reanimated the dead and they're coming to fucking I don't know. They're attracted to the portal to hell, or something like that, or the book, or whatever. And they— who knows? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But they're—they're they're a um, a a force that you can't stop. And the only way to escape them is to use the book to open the portal. To go through it, mm-hmm. or something to that—something tangible—rather than they're
0: just kind of running in circles, right?
1: How I think it would be really fucking cool if all of the like they work their way down deeper and deeper into the basement, which is because an they amazing have step to piece. do something. Bec- well, because they can't get out, and they keep digging themselves deeper, and so the only way out is through this portal mm-hmm. that. If that sort of was more of the trajectory or the the underlying sort of momentum of the thing, I'd be super on they're board. They're just kind of along for the ride in the most passive way. And yeah, exactly. And no decision they make changes the course of any event, <laughs> right? So they're they're completely passive. Yeah, they're just things are just happening around them, and you know, fucking the doctor cop. You know, he's a doctor, right? Yeah, the doctor dickhead who keeps telling her to shut up and calm down and stop being irrational. Like, he sucks. Mm-hmm. And he uses a gun that has apparently unlimited bullets until it doesn't <laughs> to shoot zombies in the chest. How about, and do you remember? That, okay. That, that whole thing of, like... Why is it that way? Like, why did the director just be like, "Whatever, he can just shoot until he can't." But he just, sometimes they'll shoot him in the head and clearly see that that's what stops them, but then not pick up on it.
0: How about that whole thing? So fucking, within ugh. that ending too, it was actually another great gore moment. He shoots the little girl who has been it. <laughs> oh in my head. But
1: he, he, like, she's not
0: dead. She's not even no, a so zombie. That's why I'm saying, why did he why shoot the fuck?
1: her? why because she and why did she go after Eliza that's it
0: why did she he shot her because she was attacking her so why was she attacking her yeah she's not dead that's my biggest question for you Tim is like so were the beyonded people bad like you had the the Eliza or Emily you had her seeming like she wanted to help out and was a good guy But then you had the little girl who turned into one and, like, was fine at first, but then attacked him out of nowhere. Because the Emily character we see in the opening, right? She's reading from the
1: book. So is the whole idea... With regular eyes. Is that
0: they're supposed to be unpredictable?
1: (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I think you're giving it like that. Even that idea is giving it too much like cr- credit that it had some intention behind it at uh, all. I mean, I think the intention was this sort of metaphorical idea of like, you're blinding yourself to the evils around you. What? I know. Because like she see
0: she reads the book. And then becomes blinded. So, what was that have to do with some of them and attacking and some of them not? I some of them, them switching from I, being good to bad. I don't think it's. I don't think there's an answer. Why would the dog attack the other woman? I think it's arbitrary.
1: Because they said, "Hey, now let's do this." Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I want to really try to to dig in here. So we always kind. We already kind of said like how it's. There are these little clues or bits that feel like they could be pieces of a better movie, where it's all about putting those together, and the protagonists are active and they're trying to solve some mystery. Right. And then I said earlier how it's like it's slow paced, like a Hammer horror film, but like those don't necessarily just sort of bore me as as much. Like there's still some, you have that trajectory. I don't know. I just want to try to use that as a jumping off point of. It's not just that it's slower paced that makes this a slog. like what no. else is it? I think it's the inaction of
1: everybody, the passivity of everybody. nobody is nobody is saying i've I think I've figured something out and I it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go
0: off of that and you have and the be one actionable. guy who goes to the the city archives and gets the the blueprints right but even in that
1: it's it never amounts to anything it felt like so what like he didn't exactly because like let's say he finds that information and in die even though he's you know it gets him killed the struggle the actionable struggle would be that he is trying to relay what he has learned. And that can push our story forward if even though he gets killed when they find his body. Like we we don't even... We don't even... Like none of our main characters ever are in a scene where they go, holy shit, my
0: friend just got killed. Or you could have it so somehow the audience knowledge for getting this clue that the characters don't is working in some way for the story. But this, we just saw... Some blueprints have no idea what it means and then see right. that it disappears. The like, suggestion being, I guess, that there's more to the house
1: than than we thought. But, like, but ha- that means You need you know, a little
0: more specificity. Right.
1: It means nothing. It's just sort of a, okay.
0: Yeah. Like, have that be the reveal of there being seven something or whatever it was. Or, I don't know. Have somebody
1: say. Or have that room, 36. Say, Maybe yeah, there's like, something to exactly that we learn.
0: What does
1: it like what the fuck does it mean (laughs) like what does it matter if we can't even connect what we're driving at we don't give a fuck like it it doesn't matter nothing matters because we don't have anything to fucking hold on to right so okay great we got it that's the problem for me the biggest problem is the the deaths are just a like the scenes that lead to deaths are just setups for the deaths. They're not actually through lines to understanding what's going on mm-hmm. and why. But and that's the, a huge problem. Even, like,
0: even sometimes they aren't even setups to the deaths because even though, that's right. even though he falls and then gets kill, eaten by spiders, you're like, why spiders? It's cool. Right. It's great. Did he do something to make it be spiders? What does that tell us about this all?
1: I don't yeah. know, man. It's just unfortunately it's just I borderline lazy and and hacky to me where it's just like somebody was the director or whoever were like yeah, we don't really need to flesh
0: this out. I don't even I think you're kind of the like what you said earlier, you're right? It's it's that they don't even think To think it's not like a lazy, like, oh, we don't need to do this and it's fine. It seems more just to kind of like they don't even think to think about it.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so focused on, oh, you know, it'd be cool Mm -hmm. this. And then that's where it starts and stops there. It doesn't actually go. Yeah, that would be cool because that then thematically connects back to this. And then we can build this story and we can get the characters to move in this direction because of that. Great. it's, that doesn't okay, exist. Okay, so
0: this happens, then this happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the and thens of of bad
0: movie making. Which, and yeah, it's, and again, it's like I saw some reviewers describe this as, you know, a uh, common way to describe a lot of films like Herzog and stuff, the fever dream thing, where you can have this sort of disconnected flow, but yet that somehow seems connected emotionally or just, or does have some sort of like just more um, deeper, th- are, yeah. you know, hard to pin down through line, but you feel it's there. So that for me, it was a kind of an interesting where I was trying to distinguish, well, what makes the, like that, because that in itself isn't a bad thing as no. far as this sort of this uh um inactive characters. We can see those events, da, da, da. You can make that work. But I guess I think what you were just saying is that distinction where they weren't aware of that that was even going on. That's because it is disconnected to anybody yeah
1: there's no like if liza is our protagonist all of these things should be funneling to her
0: well it's i and think they aren't it's more like you have to go yeah that'd be a good she way doesn't to do know it. what the fuck's going on either right so but if you had this kind of you could be the filmmaker and say like okay this has a quote-unquote fever dream nonsensical story and plotting that's intentional so now what do we do to compensate yeah. And that's what's not
1: yeah done. And I would say one of the things you do is show the impact of – that these things have even in their sort of dreaminess on Liza. Right. Like have her have to deal with it. She doesn't – yeah, the only right. thing she does yeah. is sort of say, you know, this stuff is happening. Right. And then the – the doctor buddy
0: tells her that it can't be. No, it's like you're, um, it's like, okay, well. What you're saying, it sounds like you're describing my, one of my favorite films is Inherent Vice. And that's where it's like, you have Joaquin Phoenix in the middle of this intentionally. You have no idea like what's happening. Even after like five times, you're just like starting (laughs) to get sort of this extremely obtuse plotting and like all these names, but it all comes back to just sort of, him as the main character with an emotional through line reacting to it all like i like the idea of a
1: story where the protagonist is playing catch-up or is just doesn't know what the fuck is going on but i need to see them live in that struggle yeah of like like if the cop or i keep wanting to call him a cop he's not because he has a a gun i know exactly If the doctor guy keeps telling her she's crazy, I need to see her react and like push back on that. Yeah, and be like, "Listen, asshole!" Like, or she could even succumb to it. We could see her question herself. Yeah, but like, you need to see something. Yeah, she needs to have an opinion, and she she unfortunately just sort of exists. We're never really with her on anything. She never really... Everybody else is discovering things and then dying. She doesn't really ever learn anything. She might as well have been the one to die earlier. Like. Yeah. Like, we don't know just because she owns the house uh, that she's the one that bought it that she's the one who ends up being there last. Like It's a great jumping off
0: point for a character, but it didn't do anything. Yeah.
1: Like, it. I want to see her actual struggle and go somewhere with it even if it the end is is bleak like it is which is that great. should that should in be informed by her character and, and like like her experience as a character like what does what her needs are does she like what her flaws and what her needs are should impact how she ends up yeah and in this it's like there's none of that
0: <laughs> so anything else you had specifically what did not work
1: Not, not really. I mean, the, 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 like, again, the, yeah, the doctor, they keep, you've seen corpses come back to life. Stop
0: going into the fucking morgue. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Like, stop it. Just everything about that ending was unsatisfying, as far as the set piece, like, of them, they're running around in circles with these zombies. Or, again,
1: if... You're going to end up in the morgue where there's a bunch of dead bodies that are going to reanimate, make it so you have no choice that it's the only room you can go into. And then that moment of like closing, getting away from something in the hallway, finding an open door, getting through it and closing it and being like, oh, finally, we're safe for at least a moment. And then turning around and being like, oh, shit, we're in the morgue. That's that's classic reversal, right? The reversal is the positive of escaping the people in the hallway to the negative of the room that you ended up in. Yeah, that that reversal stuff is is how you progress
0: in a, you know an active way through a sequence. And a couple that it's it feels like it should either be show that he's an idiot who can't figure out where he's supposed to shoot them in the head, but it seems like. He is figuring it out. He, like, shoots him one in the chest twice, (laughs) and then that doesn't work. So he shoots it in the head, then it goes down immediately. And then it's just off to the next one. Like, that never even happened. You
1: know what would have made this movie for me? Among other things. But really, like, I would have... It would have catapulted my my uh, the appeal of the movie if in the midst of that way too long drawn out fucking zombie hospital scene liza fucking grabbed the gun from him and just started shooting him in that like shooting zombies in the head how satisfying that's not this movie though he would have been like oh and that would feel good Right, and then she, you know, she could run out of bullets and hand the gun back to him, which would, in and of itself, be kind of a fun mm-hmm. middle finger metaphor for what's just gone on.
0: Like, I would love that. I would be like, "Yeah, this movie is great." Yeah, but it's you know, not that movie. It's just not right. How surprising would it have been if that happened? It would have felt like a different movie all of a sudden. I would have finally. I would. It. It honestly, it would have made me like cheer. Yeah. After this whole movie of seeing her be exactly inactive how you described her. But it is, it's a lesson in how
1: women characters have been written for the last hundred years or whatever. Yeah. They're just kind of there and there are people around them being at, you know, having actionable sort of things, even if they're done. And she wasn't
0: even the, the especially annoying thing was like, it's not even like she's the sort of heroine, no, she's not even like the side character, no. like love interest, right? It's just she was our protagonist from the get go. Then you just have this putz come in out of nowhere mm-hmm. and be an ineffective
1: whatever, like <laughs> he's just there. I mean, I he mean, causes like, more
0: problems than anything, definitely. You know, as far as it rings true, as far as everything you said, the... The man, woman roles doing this in this horrible, stereotypical way. But it's not like he was written any better or was any smarter too. They're N- both terrible. Yeah, it's just the I agree. The, the relationship. I mean, you <laughs> remember the moment when that
1: fucking she's she pulls up at a stoplight and then he pulls up and he like looks at her and he honks at her, and you were like. What the fuck? Like, what is... So now they're on a date? What, he just pulled up and picked her up? Like, what the fuck's going on? I didn't even remember they had met. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, wait, some some asshole just pulls up and honks and suddenly they get on a date? He's our new main
0: character. (laughs) Like, what the hell?
1: Yeah. I mean, it is just... It's so surface level, Mm. you know? And I mean, is this... (laughs) If you're making a movie... Isn't, don't you want to like have depth to it? Like, isn't that your, I guess not. I mean, it is. Again, just not thinking of it. For me, it's the, that's the goal is to like layer and layer and layer so that like every time you experience the movie, you can kind of discover new things. This is
0: frosting with no cake. Yes, it really is. All right. You have things of note you want to do that? Sure. There's. Quite a bit. All right, things of note.
1: Things of note.
0: This should be interesting. Do you remember that uh, town clerk guy that we laughed at when he first popped up on screen at the um, when he's getting the architecture plans? We're like, who oh, is yeah. this goofy guy <laughs> with glasses? That's Lucio Fulci, the director. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course it is right that's so funny yeah, yeah i had read that he likes to be in the movies in in different places that's how funny. perfect
0: it was the one that we were most like <laughs> who the heck is this guy yeah,
1: look at this fucking asshole <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean
1: having said all of the things we've said about like why this didn't work and whatnot it doesn't make me be like fuck this guy you yeah. know what i mean it, i i He's there's doing still, his vision. Exactly. And there's still a lot of charm and yeah. things that I enjoy about the movie. But it just, it is.
0: Uh, well, I got this bit of history about him, him. Apparently he was in Italian sim- cinema, a genre, Jack of all trades, where he went from comedies to Westerns to musicals. Wait, was he a Jack of all trades or a Jacques of all trades? Wait, that's French. <laughs> Shit. Why? Yeah, you forgot. <laughs> this was a... Ta- <laughs> it's funny how you conflate them. Um, But uh, he made an anti-Catholic film. And then, like, everyone uh, in Italy hated him for it. <laughs> so he took a decade off before Zombie 2, which is the only other one I've seen of his. It's just yeah, called, never... known as Zombie here. It's the yeah. one with that other famous, like, eye gouge moment in mm-hmm. the shark fight. And it's considered sort of a,
1: sort of a, what would you call it, like a... a Progenitor sequ-
0: sequel. Yeah, it's
1: it's not an actual sequel, but it sort of feels like
0: a sequel yeah, to... Yeah, it's just known here as Zombie. Anyway, that movie, too, is similar to my my uh my experience with this couple good moments and i can't tell you the rest of what happened nor do i want to see it again <laughs> um but that that's what uh put him known onto the map here was zombie okay zombie 2 there but as far as that trajectory i thought that was interesting yeah it's it's fun
1: to uh, you know to sort of read his way of talking about the film <laughs> yeah yeah because he has these ideas, but they are, even these. this quote right here, somebody says, uh, it's him discussing the film's concept, and he says, um, quote, so he's telling me this story about a couple moving into a house where, oh, I guess this is the, um, who was this guy? Doesn't matter. Some other guy who talked to f- to, how do you say uh, the director's name? Fulci or Fulci? I say Fulci.
0: Fulci? Okay. I don't know if that's right.
1: So Fulci has told this guy that it's a story about a couple moving into a house and underneath the house is hell, right? And that's all he sort of says about it. He's like, "It." the guy's like, well, what does that mean? And, and Fulci's response is like, no, it's just hell. It's hell under the house. It's the beyond. He doesn't, not, yeah, he doesn't actually have a response. He doesn't, yeah, exactly. He's just, it's just the surface idea. It's just hell underneath a house. Oh, yeah.
0: So, wait, so what does that mean? It's under the house? Oh, well, it's under, it's hell.
1: It's under the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, I laughed at that. I find that, that really too. interesting because that sort of,
0: you know, paint, not important. Yeah, it paints the picture of See, his that's mindset. That's what I mean. He doesn't even think in terms of like yeah. what that question. Um, another funny thing. I read about how he was working on this. Since the majority of the cast were English speakers, he'd speak Italian to them. That's, you know, he didn't know English. So due to that language barrier, most of his direction was done with like, says quote on wikipedia miming making faces <laughs> and moving his body in order to make the actors understand what he wanted of them <laughs> so he just like ah, da, da. you can imagine it kind of yeah doing that he could have he could have mimed that uh like when joe walks in and you described that maybe he just did right. that performance exactly you're I mean, like he does the little two fingers walking move or just does it himself yeah look over oh, here oh <laughs> um the last little one I had was um the there's a restoration like the what we've seen which is really good quality restoration apparently wasn't available until it was done uh in 1998 And it was Mm. Sage Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's son, who oversaw (laughs) the restoration, and Quentin Tarantino, who distributed it through his uh, label. Well,
1: and I think that we mentioned before, but Tarantino, the Grindhouse movie, it's called Grindhouse, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's so, I mean, it's just so ripped from this. Death death Proof. Yeah, Death Proof. Is the Tarantino one. This era, and like, it's... I, it's weird to me because I'm like I in watching death proof I'm being tickled by the things that are happening and this movie has those same things and it's almost it it, it almost feels chicken and eggy to me mm-hmm. maybe because I saw death proof before I saw this but I'm being tickled by it reminding me of a movie that came after it Mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm like oh yeah this is like what's in death proof but it's like no death proof is doing <laughs> what this did yeah it's the other way around but i like i i like those little the nuance of of the bad quote unquote badness the charm of all of this a lot mm-hmm. um but even even just every the 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 um the special effect the practical methods of of special effects Um, like they said here, the, um, the dummy, they made this dummy dog, you know, like the dog head (laughs) puppet and they, and he, he called it a popola. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: I just like little shit like that. It's like, obviously they had a good time. I always get excited when, uh, there's a Roger Ebert review that exists. (laughs) Oh yeah. He gave this film a half a star. Wow. Out of five? Um, I think it's out of four for okay. him, is the system. <laughs> um, but his last, his last line, in a film filled with bad dialogue, it is hard to choose the most quotable line, but I think it may occur for in Liza's conversation with Barton, the architect hired to renovate the hotel. You have carte blanche, she tells him, but not a blank check. The movie <laughs> is being revived around the country for midnight cult showings. Midnight is not late enough. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. And actually, the first comment, I didn't expect this movie's nonsensical charm to work on Ebert, and it didn't. But for horror and B-movie aficionados, this is an underrated cult classic. And then, yeah. ooh, and then the response to that one, by horror and B-movie aficionados, you obviously mean, quote, teenagers easily impressed by poor filmmaking simply because it is justifiably not as well known as far superior her- horror films. Mm. Damn. So... Fucking laying down the law there. Yeah. Shit, dude. Other it's, so you know, I read his bad review. I think it's only fair to read a bad review of a, a review of his bad review. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> well.
0: Yeah. I. The, <laughs> it's it's just fun because his he as we know his voice, so it's just fun. Yeah. To get His take on it. Yeah. No, no like,
1: authority. But... I get it. I I get why you. The, I get the appeal of this movie. Yeah. Cause like. I think we said this about the original Halloween as well, or I said it, it feels like something you could throw on at a party and just have it exist in the background. And it, it would be fun to
0: have. It's its essence coming through. Yeah.
1: Like I read somewhere, some, maybe it was another Ebert review or, or something like that, or just another review, um, basically saying like, this should just be a silent film. Yeah. But then you would lose the cool bass line. But, it, but I get that. Like no, no. He, I think they said, but have the music still. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I would... If this was on in a bar, Perfect. I'd be like, that's amazing because I don't want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out at the bar. But it'd be fucking great to have on in the background. Yeah. So, you know, something to be said about that, I guess.
0: No, absolutely. Like, I, you're right. I get it too. But it's just for us, it sounds like personally uh our very subjective opinion here. It wasn't there was too mother too much other stuff I couldn't yeah. couldn't overlook. Yeah. I need, you know, I like story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily need it. This one I wanted it. Right. Yeah, why
1: the fuck is that?
0: Like, why? Why that's does that That's what it we happen? just spent our whole last twenty minutes talking about.
1: I think we're good. It's like, why? Why does some work and not? I think we 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 just answered
0: yeah. that. We just talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But still fascinating. It's rhetorical. I'm asking it rhetorically Okay. Good. Good. No, because it is still interesting, which is why we talked. Hmm. I mean, um. That's it. That's it. All right. It's fun, but terrible. <laughs> Alright, let's <laughs> let's put a bow on the beyond and cool. to see what our recommendations are to All our right. lovely listeners. Um
1: well mine is the new season of Mindhunter. Did you watch the first season of Mindhunter? No. Man. It's so like up my alley. It's about the um the guys who kind of created this uh, the like serial killer profiling science psychological stuff in the fbi and it's david fincher directed most of them most, I feel like, like I half, half of the episodes seen anything i guess for, of both his seasons. for a while so
0: i'd be neat to see well, just for that dude it's i love it it's so it's so good Mindhunter season two is your specific recommendation
1: yeah that's the that's definitely specifically i think a lot of people have seen the first i mean watch the whole
0: thing if you haven't seen it but the second season is fucking great awesome i watched bill and ted's excellent adventure the other day <laughs> i watched that recently too it's great it's <laughs> cracks me up but you know what it there's something special about bogus journey tim i've never watched bogus journey. it's it they they find a way to sort of take it to a level that's I think way more satisfying. It just yeah. it's super interesting and that's my recommendation. I know most people have seen it, except for Tim, but <clears throat> Bill and Ted's bogus journey, I rewatched it about a year ago. And um, uh, you know, all the all the feelings I had as a kid of like there was something just kind of I couldn't put my finger on enjoyable about it. They uh it came back and uh I could justify it all as an adult. Did you ever see the cartoon do you remember I remember it but I liked the cartoon I I think I had to mention it too because the new one just wrapped filming I know I'm very excited for that it's been on my mind (laughs) awesome well it's a good balance of all that I'm really curious
1: All right. when I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure recently for like after not having seen it one of the things that always stuck out is this idea of like in the end when when Ted is like remember the garbage can and then a garbage can falls out of the air. Yeah. That always made me go, that can't exist even with the time travel thing. Like, where, where did it come where from? Where did it
0: come from?
1: What the fuck? You figured it out. He has
0: all of time to figure it out.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What if that
1: was the key that there's a whole fucking lifetime of Bill or Ted? It's Ted, right? Yeah. yeah trying it over and over and it's not he's like god damn how do i get this goddamn garbage can maybe to fall that's in the, the, right place? the third one it's <laughs> the whole premise of the third one it's just them like sitting at a table trying to doing, figure no, it well, out like all, all the things that they said they had to go back and do
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well we better get to doing that now
1: <laughs> yeah oh that'd be funny well, Or or like yeah, something happens that causes them to miss the time that they, like, left the keys the place they did. Yeah. And that that ripple in the future fucks everything up that they have to go back. That could it. be fun to have a little Back to the Future yeah. 3 or 2
0: thing going yeah, on. Yeah, We'll see. Yeah, Is it
1: the same? Do you know if the third one is the same director?
0: Yeah, it's the same writer That's director at awesome. Um It's the same collaborative pair. uh And they, like, Bogus Journey was kind of their full-on creativity. That's cool. And that's uh, Vision, and that's what this one is, too. Nice. So, I have high hopes. All right. All right, your turn to pull from the hat, Tim. Okay, I'm
1: reaching for the hat. I'm reaching for the hat. and
0: Oh! What's that? It's our skull bike bell, Tim. I think it's been about seven episodes since we've heard it. But, but... I was going to pull a thing from the hat. Well, do you, don't do you remember, Tim, what our skull bike bell means? Why, because why don't you tell me? It means that instead of pulling something from the hat, which is why I stopped you with Bell, we are going to go see a film in theaters. Mm. We are going to go wow. see, Tim, the new release film Ready or Not. I can't wait. Me too. I actually was pretty excited to see this and the one that was pulled, The Hunt. So was I with you in the theater
1: when the trailer for this played ready or not?
0: I don't remember. It was either you or Max
1: and before midsummer and both of you do the like close your eyes things. (laughs) The trailer shows way too much. I watched the whole thing and was like, God damn it. Yet you still want to see it. I still want to see it though. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited because I don't don't go watch the trailer. If you're going to go watch this. (laughs) <laughs> it's so fucking dumb it just shows a bunch of shit that obviously is important
0: Yeah. so we'll see you at the theaters next time Tim I m- I, I'm just I'm so excited in the meantime you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com if you haven't already we're on a whole bunch of podcast things thanks to Anchor we're at Instagram at, at dismemberinghorror Twitter at dishorrorpod and what's our gmail
1: it's dismemberinghorror at gmail
0: .com. Great. You should email us a soundbite, a disagreeance, something that we failed to mention on our show. A grievance. A grievance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember one...
1: that time I got a grievance for saying Elijah? Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, we got to look out for our buddy, Eliza <laughs> Dushku. How do you feel if I was it's... just calling you time this whole time, Tim?
1: Like time. Like T H Y E.
0: Rosemary and Time Aslin. In closing, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>